Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Digital Tiny Room. Uh, I'm your Digital Tiny Room. Digital Tiny Room. Sorry. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we've integrated the world of terrifying modern technology into the podcast. Um, I am your co-host for the podcast, Michael, and I am here in spirit, if not in body, with my possibly real or possible digital copy of real co-host, Benjamin. Say hello, Benjamin. Hello, Benjamin. Classic. classic Sorry, Benjamin. as an artificial intelligence, I don't really know if I can, you know understand spontaneous decisions and I'm, I'm not sure oh um michael actually murdered me um and i'm dead and he uploaded my consciousness to a machine and now he won't let me out unless i do the podcast that's amazing every you know, week you know what that scenario reminds me of at what least half of the episodes of black mirror <laughs> at least half if not all the episodes of black Look, Ben, let's uh, let's give listeners a context here. Let's just very briefly explain what's happening. Ben has left me. Well, I haven't left you. To be fair, you weren't being faithful and you were a little bit abusive. <laughs> Only emotionally. Yeah, well, you know, that's the abuse that counts. So so tell them where you are, Ben. Not your address. Um, I'm actually... No, no, that's, that would be a, a poor idea, and that's gone badly in the past. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I am in the Italian city of Florence. Ooh. I'm currently sitting in my own tiny room in, in Florence. And do they have internet um, there? They, they do. They do. And they have other modern technology, like air conditioning and heating and, and hot water when you want it. Wow. Right, that's enough about you, Ben. It's not the Aww. What's Ben Doing podcast. It's the Michael and Benjamin yes. comic book TV. It absolutely and... is the What's Ben Doing podcast. Ben, fine. Yes. is there any news since we're in a new year? Has there been any news during yeah. our two-week hiatus? New year, new us. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate myself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's there's been there's been some, some uh, not majorly significant news, but there's been some news. Go on. Um, so... You and I, Michael, are, are longtime fans of a, a, a little 90s creation called Sandman. Yes. Sandman. And once upon a time, we talked about uh, various forms of death. Oh, on the we did. You're right. Various I know. Various forms of death. I know what news you're saying. Yeah. And unfortunately, a um, bit of bad news. Uh, seven days ago, a woman that we talked about in the podcast before, Cinnamon Hadley, mm. um, she passed away. She lost, her, she lost her battle with cancer. She was the inspiration for... Death. Yes, quite sad. In the Endless Saga. It was a bit sad. That is quite sad. sad. So she lost her battle at 48. That's so young. At 48. Quite young. That is... Quite young. Not that much older than me. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm facing my own mortality now. Oh, don't do that. It's so early in the podcast. <laughs> At least wait until the end. <laughs> At least wait until the end of the podcast. New year, um, new yeah. attitude towards mortality. Yeah. Oh, no. New New Year, new new Michael's fears. Bloody hell, oh. Ben! Um, oh. First news item of the whole year, and it's a tragic death. It's not tragic. Yeah, it is tragic a bit. Yeah, sorry about that. Look, Un- unintentional. Look, do you have any lighter news? Um, you know everybody's favorite comic creator, Jack Kirby. Sorry, everybody's. Every, the one that everybody gives credit to for creating comics. Oh, Bob Kane. Uh, yeah, think of that for Marvel. Oh, Steve Ditko. 
This is this is so sharp. People will think it's a bit that we've pre-planned. This is around the moon. I'm not. I'm just being being a bit. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm just being a bit of a. You're dick. being a pedant. A pedant. Um, and um, yeah, no, it's Stan the Manly. Stanley Leipovich. Um, yeah. So I, I know you said lighter news, Michael, but un- unfortunately, um, I, I don't have any lighter news with Stan the Manly. He's not dead. Oh, hooray! Um, but. But he has been on the receiving end of some some accusations, shall oh. we say? Like and that if, if you remember, to you. if if you remember when we left two thousand and seventeen, yes, a lot of ladies had been groped by men in power. Yes, and it would it would appear that the illustrious world of, of Marvel Comics, or rather the illustrious world of nursing care for those who founded Marvel Comics, yes, is not unbesmirched in that uh, in that thing Look. now. Go on. We should point out on the podcast that it's all allegations. All so allegations. There, there, there has been no, no proof. It's very allegedly. No proof. It's very alleged, and he has issued a statement saying that he's being um, extorted, he's being blackmailed, extorted, and blackmailed. Um, um, although I think blackmail implies that you've done something, so perhaps extorted is the better term. Here's the interesting thing about this situation, um, and I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. But oh no, he's ninety five, right? Mm. And the people who are accusing him of groping are carers. Yes, I think that almost every ninety five year old man probably becomes As a groper. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Because because they're reaching for a for a rail to support themselves. No, to... because they're dirty old pervs. To but, pass I mean, you would think, let's say, for example, that uh, I, I don't have any surviving grandfathers. But if I had a surviving grandfather okay. and he reached 95, I am sure he would be a groper. But. You, you're saying he'd grope you? No, he'd grope whoever was caring for him, especially if it was a woman. <laughs> okay. Undoubtedly, if because it was a woman. Because so, you're close to the end. Yeah, like when you've reached the stage of life where you need a carer to look after you, I would say that dealing with inappropriate behaviour is one of the things that those type of people are trained to do. Well, apparently, apparently it's not just groping, Michael. What else is it? There's been a a few requests for fellatio. From a 95... Again, from a 95-year-old man who's probably going a Bit, what's the word for when old people go crazy? Senile. No, not senile. senile. He's probably getting a bit of dementia. He's probably oh, he's not fully of, all there. Now, I'm not saying dementia excuses the behaviour. But if you're, if you're hiring a nurse to look after someone because they can't look after themselves anymore, part mm. of not looking after themselves is probably starting to lose reason, if you know what I mean. Fair enough. Not, so like do you said, think it's... Uh, do I think it's uh, a scam? I don't know. Um, I think it's a bit unfair of a professional who, let's just say, Ben, there are millions, probably thousands, sorry, thousands, if not millions, of 95-year-old people, men mostly, in care who are doing things like this. But... sure. The nurses and the doctors and the organizations understand that going a bit mad is part of getting that old. And okay. 
because they're professionals they don't try and use it possibly because the people aren't rich fair oh okay so you're saying there's a there's a fiscal element to all oh for sure um because if well i don't know obviously look more of the situation will come out and we'll find out what has happened and what hasn't happened and who's responsible for what yeah anyway is there any happy news uh, I haven't got any, but you might. Uh, well, well, they're, they're back to kind of more, well, less gossipy, but more on oh, top good. of news. Did you see what's good. happening with New Mutants? You know I didn't, Michael. I know, because no, we talked come, about it before. Now. It was come a, now. That was a conversational gambit. Um, oh, gambit. <laughs> also news on gambit. Oh, that's also news. That's It got a release date. Be- yeah. Yes. How did you notice that, but you didn't see the New Mutants thing? New Mutants, I, Benjamin. I, so every every once in a while, yeah, to prepare for the podcast, yes, I I do a little scan of CBR and Bleeding Cool News, right? Um, because I often miss things, oh. and now Google, um, has realised that I'm a sad, lonely person, um, and updates my my Google homepage with little news stories in Italian. So sometimes I only. No, no, not in Italian. Uh, Google is very smart now, and I think you can tell that I'm not actually Italian, even though I'm. In Italy. Because I signed into my account, you see. Um, oh. So I think it probably realizes that since I spent the first 26 years of my life as a, an English-speaking Irishman. And you don't have bits of didn't. spaghetti on your face when it does a face scan. Nor a mustache. Nor a mustache. Nor any passing resemblance to Super Mario. <laughs> None of the above. Let me tell um, the news about New Mutants. For f- <laughs> sake. <laughs> uh, ben, it's been pushed back almost a year. Fudge. I know. That's terrible. It was due out that's, that's this, this April, and now it's coming out February 2019. Well, that's that's just no good at all. Isn't that interesting? Apparently, uh, I don't know if Fox themselves are saying this, but insiders are saying it's to beef up the horror element. Because in test screenings, Ooh. the horror element was the thing that people liked most. Okay, so we're, we're going to amp that up. Yeah. Pump up the jam. Did you, did you Pump see? Pump up the ham. Yep. What ham? Ha- horror movies are generally hammy to me. But, you oh, know, good. Um, sorry, that was an inside joke that only I would get. And yeah. I realized that saying it on a, a purely audio medium would not actually... Yeah, not um, not great podcast material then. Doesn't, um, doesn't carry also, <laughs> we got our first picture of uh, Venom. Oh, we got our first picture. Oh, man, I'm going to have to look this up. Hang well, hold on, on the way hold on, hold on. Don't, uh, I don't want to get you too excited. We got our first no. picture from the movie Venom. It's just Tom Hardy in his in his work casuals. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty disappointing. So it's not actually a big, no. hulking, massive, inky... No, no sign of Venom yet. Sentient goo. What, okay. what they've done, basically, is confirm Tom Hardy's going to be in it. Yeah. Again, why why is this movie happening? I just don't understand. Well, it, it is the source of your famous podcast segment, Why Would They Do That? My my semi regular kind of rambly ranty thingy. Yes. Yeah. Why would you do that? Speaking of Michael. Oh no. What? I have one. <laughs> oh, you've, you've, no. you've led, I've led you up a merry path, oh, and now clever. the trap is sprung. So, welcome back to the segment, everyone. You can all ignore Michael now for the next five minutes Excellent. because you're just going to hear me uh, moaning about something that I don't like. So, Michael, um, what would you say one of the biggest, um, if if not fiscal flops? One of the biggest, you know, um, superhero flops of the, the the last 2017 year was. What would you say one of the big ones was? Oh, one of the big ones. Uh, Valerian. 
That was terrible. Yeah, fair enough. Next. Uh, oh, um, I can't think of any others that aren't Justice League. You're clearly, oh, you're clearly leading me to gonna... Justice League, but I can't think of any. Uh, what else flopped? Um, Geostorm. Geostorm with Jared Butler was a wonderful film. Don't you say a word against that man. Um, but yes, uh, you actually mentioned it in passing there. It was Geostorm. I'm, I'm referring to Ge- No, I'm not. I'm referring to Justice oh, League. Oh, you had me there. Um, I, I yeah, genuinely um, believe I'm, refer- I'm referring to Justice League. Did you like Justice League, Michael? Uh, look, Ben, uh, I, I saw it in the cinema. I did a little yeah. review of it, if you remember. Yeah. Um, then How, I watched how's that doing? I watched it very poorly. Then I... Uh, <laughs> it's the uh, lowest watched YouTube video I think we've ever released. Um, nice oh, one. wonderful. Um, that's what happens when you release a, a review of a movie that came out six weeks previously. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently nobody cares. Uh, you had it made. You had it made in time. You just took ages to make the video this particular time. And bloody um, Warner Brothers. Oh, did they give you a little runaround? They bloody gave us a runaround again. Those those fudgers. Anytime we do a a Batman video, um, it ends up... They don't like us. They end up trapping us and blocking us. Anyway, um, I watched it again recently, um, somewhat illegally, on uh, on a South Korean... um, Streamy yogi. Streamy site. uh, Illegal... A legal South Korean streaming site, but it's been shared from there. I don't know why it was released there before everywhere else, but anyway, it's all right. It's fine. Mm. It's not great. It's not horrible. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have never, you seen I it? To see it, Michael. No, I haven't. I haven't bothered. Bloody. Um, but uh, I remember one of the things that I, I really, really hated about the trailer was was Cyborg, mm-hmm. um, because he looked terrible. The CGI was was awful. A bit shonky. Um. It was yeah, it was it was shocking, and, and you know what I found out um, this this week, Michael is is they've they've kind of half confirmed that he's going to get an origin movie. Oh, we all knew um, that out of all this. Um, yeah, but my my question to you, Michael, is why would you do that, <laughs> Michael? Very good. Because because they haven't worked out they haven't worked out any of his thing. And then one of the co-stars said the strangest thing in the world. Go on. He said there aren't. He, when he was making the statement, he said it was a great news for black people, and I understood this. And that was yeah, it is good to see like a mainstream black superhero. That's great. Hold on but a second. Then he said, "Hold some- on a second. I've been taking issue with this. Are we not calling Blade mainstream? Oh, okay, yeah, because fair if enough. anything, but I don't know if it falls under a superhero. This is Blade Marvel. Yeah, I know. This I know been, that this we is, know but, who he is. But this is but to everyone else, me. he's this Wesley been, Snipes in a leather trench coat. This has been bugging me. <laughs> About the marketing for Black Panther, like the first mainstream uh, black superhero, the first successful mainstream superhero movie of this wave that we're currently on was led by a black character. Blade! No Blade, there would be no X-Men, no X-Men, no Spider-Man, no Spider-Man, no everything. Look, I'm... I'm you know, I'll, I'll always agree with your because you have a you have a near encyclopedic timeline in your brain that can go back and do these things. But Blade, which is which is impressive. Okay, okay, so fair enough. Yeah, but he said this, not me. Who said it? Not me. He said this. The co-star. I can't remember which co-star it is. I think it's the man who plays his father in a flashback or something. Oh, like that. the dad know. from Termi- the the guy from Terminator Two. I th- I think that's who it is. And anyway, he said it's great news. Because there are very few, Good. if any, 
black superheroes. Right. Blade! In general. <laughs> I know, but it was such a... I just thought it was such a thick statement to make because you have Falcon, you have Black Panther, you have Luke Cage, you have... You know, there's no end... Blade! Valkyrie. Uh, to quote you, Valkyrie. Uh, War like, Machine. War Machine. I'm but just, it was such I'm a strange statement end. to make. Nick Fury. And I... Yeah, Nick Fury. There you go. And I reread the statement. None of them are And leads, I thought though. maybe... I thought, yeah, fair enough. But he said, because there are few, mm-hmm. if any, black superheroes. And I reread the statement about three times because I thought maybe he said in the DCEU. Maybe maybe that's what he meant. Right. Or sorry. Um, yeah. And But no, no, no. He meant it as a general statement about black people in comics. And I was just like, ah, oh, that's very ignorant. But anyway, back back to my original rant because it has very little to do with, with that. Um, why would you make a cyborg movie? Who cares? Why Why would I care about cyborg? Yeah. Look, they're we've talked about this before. They're they're doing yeah. the reverse Marvel. Marvel built up their characters, made everyone like them individually, and then gave us the Avengers. And DC pretty smart. gave us the Justice League and then is trying to spin them all off from it. And I honestly only give a crap about seeing Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, too. I don't know. People might see the Flash. Asperger's boy. Yeah. Does he like Asperger's? Asper- Asperger, I said it wrong. Damn it. I thought it was Asperger's, um, but uh, Burgers yeah. made of ass. So, Asperger's, um, but yes, Benjamin, um, we better. Yeah, mo- I just go on. That was my little segment. Um, yeah, I don't want to see a cyborg movie. I just don't care. Um, oh, and the last bit of news that Quick. we have today is um, Batfleck is going. Yes, going, going, gone. Like we kind of knew that, but it's been more or less confirmed. It's gone, baby, gone. Did you hear? Did you hear, uh, did you hear Gary Oldman's choice to replace him? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. That would be a pretty bizarre Batman. I'd love, I'd love to see that Batman. Joaquin Phoenix oh, to me would make a very good Batman as Dick Grayson as Batman. That'd be pretty cool. I'd watch that. Uh, so I'd watch that. Ben, you realise that that massive plastic bottle you're drinking from is clicking and everyone can hear it. Yeah, I can see it on the patterns. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was yeah, thirsty. Look, no glasses in Italy, is it? Have you gone feral? You've been there a week and you've gone feral already. Drinking out of plastic bottles. Are you besmirching the entire nation of Italy because your co-host drank out of a plastic bottle? No, you've gone feral. You've let yourself go. I'm worried about you living in squalor. All right. Michael, how Benjamin. apt it is that we should be communicating electronically or digitally because yes. this week's topic tell 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 the listeners what this week's topic is. Ben, is this is is this even real? How do we know <laughs> that the, how do we know that we're not in a simulation? How do you know that no, not only am I not real, but how do you know that you're not not real? Because I took the blue pill and I went back to sleep. But maybe that was a layer within the simulation, Ben. Oh, for God's sake. Maybe everything is a simulation. Am I going to need a spinning top to figure my way out of this podcast? Maybe the spinning top is a simulation. Oh, for Christ's sake. Everything's I'm a simulation. Get to sleep now. Ben, we're talking about Black Mirror. You tell us what we Black are. Mirror is. We are. Black Mirror is an awesome, well, that's my opinion, um, awesome series uh, from Channel 4. Um, that debuted in 2011. Channel 4 in England, Channel 4. Channel 4 in England, Channel 4. And it was written by a very intelligent man called Charlie Brooker. Um, 
And Charlie Brooker created a series of three um, kind of hour-long um, episodes. And each one looks at technology and the ramifications of technology in our time. So he's a, he's a little bit of a pessimist, a little bit of a dystopian. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he kind of looked at trends in technology at the time, uh, extrapolated them, and kind of saw what the logical conclusion to technology like that would be. Um so it it's not it's not completely original in terms of format, but his stories are usually quite modern and original. But the the idea itself is is not so original, uh, in my opinion. Did you keep talking there when I when I lost you? Oh, did you did you lose me? Yeah. Okay, yes, I kept talking. I did my whole <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> oh, perfect. Damn it! Okay. I have no idea I what you said, whole... but I'm sure it was excellent. Yeah, so let's just like... leave it in. Um, so fair enough. Uh, but I was just getting to where it comes from. So it's it's not really an, an original series. It's it the the storylines themselves are quite original. But the the idea of this kind of dystopian, slightly twisted version of reality mixed with sci-fi and horror elements actually has a long history. Oh, go in on. Entertainment. As we know it, um, have have you ever uh, traveled down a road, Michael? Yes. It's a long road. Go on. And you come to the end of the road and you find a door. Oh. And you open the door. What's behind the door, Ben? You fall through the door and fall through time and space. You found yourself in the Twilight Zone. So the Twilight Zone was a famous uh, show in the nineteen fifties. I don't 1950s know. Fifties in America. Fifties, sixties, again in the eighties. Uh, okay, so it's had a few re- reboots. Yes, it's been um, back a few but times. But the, I suppose the original incarnation was the fifties, um, and it was a nice little kind of sci-fi television era. Sci-fi um, or fantasy. Uh, sci-fi or fantasy. You had either ones, but it's given us an awful lot of famous tropes that you see the Simpsons take the mick out of quite a bit. If you watch the Treehouse of Horror, they uh, episodes they play quite a bit of uh, homage to the Twilight Zone. If yeah. you remember the one. With the gremlin on the wing of the plane, and Homer has his little... Of course. Or is it Bart? Bart has his freak out on the plane. That's a famous kind of version That's of... That's from the Twilight Zone, the movie. Twilight Zone. Yes, with the gremlins with the chew apart the plane. With, uh, with uh, William Shatner. William Shatner. Um, um, come here. Here's the thing, right? Yes. Here's the thing yeah. about Black Mirror. As Tell I've no doubt, as you know that aware, because I keep saying it, a lot of Black Mirror episodes turn out to all be a simulation. Yes, we, we frequently play that particular game. Right. Yes. And having watched a lot of it again in the last couple of days to get ready for this, um, it really dawned on me that a lot of the time the reveal is a lot like in older Twilight Zone episodes where it turns out that they were in hell all along. Yeah, they do. They do that quite. And a bit. the person they were talking to was really the devil. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so that's quite common in this particular case. Every time Black um, Mirror pulls that twist, I I just wish he would say, "Why didn't you realize, Lewis Cipher, Lucifer? <laughs> it was all a simulation." <laughs> He does. It, it would seem that he falls back on that one quite a bit. I think he writes himself into a corner a lot. Well, you know, um, even technology-wise, a lot of them are... They really Repetitive. Like, I, I don't even want to say repetitive. Borderline linked, especially in the new series, which I know you haven't seen yet. Um, but there is a lot of... A very, very, very strong theme running through uh, Black Mirror is... The, uh, an analysis of the nature of consciousness 
Like, yeah, they do that a lot. If if you make a perfect 100% digital copy of someone, and, yes. they, and if they do or don't have a physical body, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes sure, they're just, sure. It kind of depends on... So it depends on what we do. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes they're inside a computer or sometimes they're in a robot body or some other sort of body. But if you make a 100% accurate digital copy of someone's consciousness, is that person, is that consciousness a person? And in season one, they didn't really address that from what I remember. Mm. But yeah, no, no, the, the because they do that. Go on. Um, well one one of one of the episodes is called um be right back yes b b or b and that's that's the first incarnation of consciousness in a vessel that you kind of see oh yeah but was that season one or season two that's season one is that the third episode of season one second episode of season one i think i thought the second episode of season one is the one with all the bicycles and the talent show and the what the talent show the Britain's Got Talent episode. Oh yeah, that yeah that is. You're right, absolutely. So it's either the first or third. Then I'm not sure which one. I'm pretty sure, I'm the, sure which one. The first is national anthem about the prime minister who has to. Spoilers, obviously. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um, but maybe it is the second season. Then maybe maybe you're absolutely no, right. No, look, I'll, I'll, we could look it up, but who I'll cares? Do, no one cares. I'll do a I'll do a quick check. Say say anyway. Say something about Ben. Do your thing about themes. Yeah, so ben, um, I think ben, it's, it's kind of ben. interesting that yes, motifs, yes, yes. motifs. Oh, you want you want me to you want me to lash out a motif? Oh, Michael, you know me so Tell well. Tell us about motifs. Um, is this our first? Is this our first podcast motif of the of the new year? Yes. Oh, wonderful. So I, I think it's kind of interesting that you look at the consciousness element of it. Um, what draws me to Black Mirror is more the sociological elements um, of. Well, there's there's a couple of things that I think Charlie Brooker takes serious issue with. One of them is this constant documentation that people do these days mm. um, where we take our selfies or we video all our experiences or we take photographs all the time. Yes. Um, and I think that's a really interesting theme that he deals with a lot. There are several episodes that feature heavily on people filming things with their phones or filming things with new technology um, and kind of dealing with that kind of thing. Um I don't know. Are we going to do favorite episodes? Go on, now? let's do because it. Can, let's do I it. I can talk about. Okay, so one of my one of my uh, probably my one of, probably all my, my all time favorite episode is the entire history of you. Oh, um, the one where he watches his breakup again and again and again and again and again and again and again, um, and I think that's a fascinating thing because he can just scrub through his own memory. What particularly um, resonates with you about that, Ben? Um, <laughs> so. It's kind of for him. It's an exquisite form of torture. Oh, um, like it's a, it's a weird punishment that he's kind of putting himself through. It's I think what Charlie Brooker is trying to say, and I can't possibly know this for a fact, but I think what he's trying to say in that one is this constant documentation of who we are as people means that we don't really move on as well as we should when things end, um, because you can watch the videos or you can go back through profiles or you can go back through photographs that you have with that person you can't really move on so i think that's kind of interesting as a as a concept um but it's funny that you said that they all link up eventually because that technology comes back in basically the technology in that episode is built into his eyes yes um and he has a little remote control that he can take out of his pocket and he can scrub through his own memories yeah as much as he wants kind of like if you're editing a video on on your laptop um and that technology comes back in the christmas special white christmas with john ham um, with john ham 
illustrious illustrious John Hamm with, the, the wonderful John with Hamm with his very strong chin with his very chiseled jawline mm-hmm. um, yeah and that comes back and so he does kind of take these interesting jumps in technology and then he links them into his own stories as he goes along but that's a really fascinating one and then he kind of touches on that again this idea of perception and and allowing yourself to be controlled in certain ways um, so I think one of the things I episode? like is his con- uh, the Man Under Fire is it Man Under Fire is Men the, Against the, Fire the, the, soldiers. the Soldiers Man Against Fires that's it the, the one with the the soldiers in the military and how we can alter the perceptions of soldiers on the battlefield isn't it um, isn't it interesting how it's become that type of show where the episodes definitely have names but the world is kind of settling on common names like there's yeah, the, the one, one with the soldiers with, yeah. the one where the prime minister yeah. fucks the pig uh, the yeah. one with all the bicycles on the talent show. Yeah, yeah. The the Bryce Dallas I, Howard one. I think yeah, the Bryce Dallas Howard one is pretty good as well. Um but again that so he looks okay, so if we if we move directly then from from this need for kind of cataloging our experience or recording our experience, we then move into social media. So he goes even further with social media and that Bryce Dallas Howard episode that you mentioned is fascinating. So where, pronounce her name again there, because I, I don't think you've got it. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, you can say it when you say it slowly, but you're struggling with it when you say it quickly. <laughs> oh, do I? Do I struggle? I wonder what I say. Bryce Dallas Howard. No, you're all right okay. now. Okay. Aww. Anyway, um, B- uh, BDH, Buddha. Um, so uh, she, her, her story centers around this idea that you can rate anyone that you meet, like on, um, um, and, like on a, like on a Google, like on a Facebook. Yeah, like on a Google or on a Facebook. So he kind of takes the concept of Tinder and then the, the idea of Google reviews and he mixes the two of them together. So anytime you go somewhere, you can rate it or um, do something like that. And um, yeah, she goes mad because everyone lives uh, in, walks around on eggshells around people because yeah. if, your, if your rating drops below, I think it's four stars, you drop a class. Yeah. It's, and then basically the further, the, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. It's basically a new kind of class-based system based on yeah, Instagram exactly. popularity. Exactly. Or Reddit. Exactly. And I think, oh, God damn Reddit. Um, yeah, so I think that's I think that's a really interesting episode. The other one that fascinates me about, um, the one, the, the theme or motif that I really enjoy. You enjoy a motif, Ben. Black Mirror. I, I love an L motif. A, a, a glass of scotch. A motif. Oh, ideal evening. Um, but yeah the other one that I really like is how Charlie Brooker investigates crime and punishment oh um, Ben this is so interesting we've taken very different things from Black Mirror yes I think we have what I've taken from it is that everything is possibly a simulation (laughs) yes but I I look at it far more because I I think you kind of hit on it earlier many of the episodes um, end with that kind of common thread of oh it was all a dream yeah um, i'm the simulation. devil yes um and i think that can get very repetitive but for some reason black mirror tends to stick with me and i think it's because sometimes it's the commentary he makes or sometimes it's a thing that he makes me think of there's like an echoing afterthought to the the episode so for me i think the crime and punishment one is is kind of fascinating um how we choose to punish people go on and if someone um, so there's there's two episodes that stick out for me in that regard. Um, one is the White Christmas episode again. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoilers. And the 
The other one is White Bear. I don't know if you remember that one. One of my least favourites. Yeah, yeah, because it's really... It requires a lot of suspension of disbelief. And that is Um, one of my uh, big issues with it. Um, Sorry to go off topic here a little bit, but I particularly like the episodes which are well thought out enough that the characters are having to deal with the same suspension of disbelief that we do. For example, okay, so bearing in mind, I know you haven't seen this one, but I'm going to spoil it all the same. Um, there's a new episode in the new series called mm-hmm. Hang the DJ. Uh, Hang in the DJ. Hang the DJ. I like it. Like the song by the Smiths. Yes. Hang the DJ. Yeah, Is it? it? I'm not going to try and sing it. So but yeah, it's by the Smiths. Anyway, in this Better world, in this world oh, yeah. people have an iPhone-like device which coaches them through... Uh, dating and when they meet people on a date it's like a tinder kind of date but it's randomly well it's seemingly randomly chosen by the the system and the system mm-hmm. gives them an expiry so they'll meet people and they'll have they'll they'll check their expiry date and they'll say they have 12 hours together and then they'll meet another person and check their expiry date and see they're going to have two years together or then wow. they'll meet another person and then it goes through this whole system and um, there's a twist of course I won't of tell course. you. I won't tell you what the twist is, Ben. But Thank you can you. probably guess. Do you die if? No, Ben. If the expired date's wrong, it was all the a simulation. simulation. <laughs> um, but that doesn't matter. Um, what's okay. interesting about the this one is, um, I think Mr. Charlie B um, likes to play with the audience's expectation. Something that just the the art form of tv and movies have bred into us that we always expect the characters to know more about their situation than us yes. so for example you're watching this episode and cars come to pick them up and move them in together when they so if they're in a long relationship uh, a car comes and picks them up from the date and brings them to their new house where they're going to live together for the next 5 years oh wow okay and okay. you start thinking how did they sign up to this system? Are there people who aren't in the system? Yeah. Do people meet normally? Do they work? Like where, how do they work if the system can how just... Does work? And then slowly over the course of the episode, as it's building up to the twist, obviously, the characters the address these things. Okay. And then it's the same in the White Christmas episode with John ha- John Hamm. And is that guy's name Rafe or Ra- Rafa? Spall, the guy who looks like the guy from Agents I of think, Shield. I think it's Rafe Spall. Yeah, he looks I like think. he would be a great brother for Agent Fitz from Agents of Shield. Uh, yes, look him would. up. Later. Rather suit anyway, um, it's the same in that one where we come into it and they appear to know each other. They they've yeah. been there for five years and they really like playing around with this. Oh wait, I don't remember how I got here. And it creeps up. And it yeah. creeps up on them, this slow realisation that it was all a simulation. Yeah, because it's, it's like a dream when you have those dreams and you're like, you know when you have those kind of logical snaps in your dream I mean, where you're like, wait, <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Why? Yeah, you know, you're going you're going on fine. And then you're like, no, I was never taught English grammar by a crocodile. That yeah, never happened. My pet octopus um, has like, never oh. attacked me like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's usually so placid. Um. That's one of the get, that's one of the great things about the the episode the USS Callister as it's going to go down in history as the Star Trek one. Um, yeah, fair enough. It is again, of course, 
all a simulation. Yes. Um, although in this one, the it's all a simulation is revealed after the first scene. So we mm. know it's all a simulation. It still dresses the same themes of what is it what does it mean to be conscious and what does it mean to be human sure. because in this one uh the guy i forgot his real name he looks like a uglier matt damon yeah i know the guy you're talking about you'll notice i haven't said ugly matt damon i said uglier matt damon because matt damon is plenty Swish. ugly um <laughs> so he essentially um yeah he essentially kidnaps people and puts them into his little simulated universe where he is the captain and they're all his subservient lackeys oh what but ben and here's the kind of here's the moral twist of this one um when he kidnaps them he takes some of their dna and copies them into the game but in no way affects their real life self so their real life self goes about their business totally unaware that there's a digital copy of them being tormented Ah, in this game we come back to John Ham, in a way. In the White Christmas yeah. episode, okay. In a way, but at least in the in the John Ham one, even the technology looks quite similar. But in the John Ham one, um, the people have made the decision to make a copy of themselves to make a slave. Yes. But in this one, he has um, kidnapped a copy of them, and then at yes. the end, when he gets his comeuppance, you're kind of left thinking. Did he deserve the comeuppance? Did he but earn that? Was, did, because, that yeah. Because, I mean, they're more or less like real people, but are consciousnesses stored on the computer real? See, here we go. So this is the thing. It leaves you with those questions, and you're kind of left uneasy. And I think it's especially difficult when he does it with the crime and punishment ones, like that one. Oh, hold he on. Does justice. Sorry, hold on. I want to say one more thing about that one. Go ahead. I'm not finished with it, but okay. No, hold on. One major bloody bugbear about that episode, the the Star Trek one. He, in the Star Trek one, in every other one, they make a copy of you by scanning your brain because consciousness is the brain. In this one, and this is my major science fiction disappointment, he can do it from their DNA. And then when he scans their DNA, so he can steal a lollipop that they've licked and then scan them into the game. Yeah. Skills, Ben. Skills and memory and attitude aren't in DNA. They're cognitive, yeah. Okay. So that's my main that's a bit, pain. That's a bit of a fudging. Yeah. A fudging of, of actual Sorry, science. Sorry, what were you saying about know. crime and punishment? Um, no, but it's just interesting. He leaves you wondering if you should hate that person or they deserve the level of punishment that they get. So I'll, I'll take, for example, um, I guess the one that always struck me as quite bad is John Hamm. John Hamm... Um, receives he's he's a dating coach yeah um at the start of his special Mm -hmm. um and one of the men that he's coaching he uses the eye technology to kind of walk around as them do a serrano de bergerac coach them yeah he can he can coach them directly and unfortunately for him um one of the guys he's coaching is is murdered by a a psychotic lady typical Um, lady that he takes home because the woman assumes that she, he she or sorry the woman assumes that the poor schlub who is getting coached by John Ham hears voices like she does mm. and she thinks like they're soulmates in death and she kills him in the bedroom in the boudoir um and she's tonks from and Harry then, Potter she is she is and then John Ham is is punished for this crime 
um, because what he's doing is completely illegal. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not allowed to be a voyeur. Um, and he's punished for this crime. But his punishment is very strange. He he is forced to go through the world um, as a registered sex offender, I think. Not, they, um, don't, they don't as much say sex offender, but that's yeah, the, the gist of it. But pretty much anyone that looks at him sees white noise. Red um, noise. Is it red noise? For Remember, for he sees offenders? everyone else as white. And they all see him oh, because as red. he's not allowed to look at them. So he's isolated yeah. while living in cities, which is very yeah, it's strange. It's, um, a, it's pretty gruesome. And you have to wonder if it's his fault. It's not really. He didn't. He's not a pervert in that way. He was making money being a coach and he just happened to find a very easy way to coach people through that thing. Now, admittedly, he tried to cover up the death, I think. Didn't he? Or well, he, he didn't report it. No, I think you're right. I think. Um, I think they came up with this terrifying punishment. The the writers, I'm saying here, I think yeah. they came up with this terrifying existential punishment, and then said, and then fell in love with it, and then realized, and or didn't realize that really they hadn't given John Hamm a crime worthy of that being fair. Yeah, because you certainly don't leave that episode thinking, ah, everyone got their comeuppance. You leave because that John episode Hamm's- thinking, Jesus, that was a bit harsh. Yeah, John Hamm is in like a special kind of hell. Yeah. At the end of that episode. Um, and you're kind of left wondering, are you holding a tiny little demogorgon? Oh, yes, I am actually, yes. Ah, <laughs> it's actually a gargoyle from uh, oh, okay. first edition Hero Quest by Milton Bradley. But same difference. I'll have to that Milton Bradley a, sponsorship. I have to include a picture of this now. In the, yeah, sorry. In the but yeah, this this happens quite a bit, you know. Um, it happens again in that White Bear episode. This woman is this, this woman arguably merits her punishment more in the White Bear episode. Mm-hmm. She she's either a child murderer or a a child molester. I can't remember like Freddy Krueger. But anyway, she's forced to live in a weird apocalypse scenario inflicted on her by the 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 father of the child that she killed or something. Mm-hmm. But every day she survives the ordeal and then has her memory wiped and has to go through it all again. This is another thing that they really like, this cyclical punishment thing. Yeah, uh, it's being... a Sisyphean thing. Like, push the ball to the top Did of you the call hill. me a sissy? Yeah, called you oh, sissy. Get... Oh, um, you're, you think you're safe I'm in safe. Italy? <laughs> you can kick my ass when you come over. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, it's kind of, you push the ball to the top of the hill. You The audience is expecting their payoff. And then you just realize that the boulder rolls right back on down the hill with you under it or not. Um, Very oh no. often. Oh, it's no, your microphone's about to be eaten. Um, um, but, um, <laughs> yeah. And this this kind of, yeah, it's a cyclical punishment. It's, it's terrifying. Um, and the memory wipe thing, I suppose, brings into question consciousness again. If you're wiping a woman's memory completely, mm-hmm. um, what is the point in punishing her? She doesn't. She's not learning anything from that punishment. She's not. She doesn't yeah. understand why she's being punished, mm. um, and I, I don't. It, like it brings into question what, what is the purpose of punishment if you don't know why you're being punished? Is it a is it a sadistic thing? Is it to give satisfaction to the family? Is it? I don't. I'm unsure. But these are the ones that keep me awake. You see this consciousness thing. Back to consciousness because you you've got back there. Um, this consciousness thing. Star Trek, unwittingly or unknowingly ended up bringing this having to deal with this because in star trek ben as you know they have transporters yes and the transporter when it's beaming you from one place to another it disassembles you on a molecular level uh, okay. converts that energy into information 
and then sends that information to a new place where it assembles you from atoms atoms there so essentially it kills you and rebuilds you in another place and that's messed up even in real world terms that is probably if transportation technology ever does come to to fruition that is probably how it will work you will have to be disassembled and reassembled in a whole new place are you still you when that happens yes because what what's the definition of you there was a very famous star trek episode um in which um, the Enterprise goes back to a, a place where they had had a, a horror... No, it wasn't the Enterprise. It was a different ship. Anyway, Riker, Commander Riker, when he was a lieutenant... With the beard. Hmm? With the beard. Yeah. When he yeah. was a lieutenant, need- he had been in a transporter incident, which he had barely escaped with his life. And when okay. they go back to the location of that incident, they discover that where they had teleported him from... There's another copy of him. Oh, because the 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 transporter had malfunctioned, and left a copy on the planet and made a new copy on the ship. Oh, what? And the the guy on the planet lived there for thinking he was the original, and in many senses being the original, because he was being because trans- he yeah, was okay. the one who was supposed to be disassembled, but he wasn't. So the transporter failed to kill him. And this wow. is, they didn't really. They didn't approach it in Star Trek from this modern existential what is consciousness kind of. But it was, yeah. do they both have a right to live? And it also brought up loads of issues with, if they can do that, why not just send in armies and armies of clones? Because if you can just clone someone and keep a copy of them in reserve. Yeah. Then there's no need for anyone to ever die. I, I remember this with, with Dollhouse, the Joss Whedon series. Go on. Um, because they do that thing where they you basically upload your consciousness to a machine and you opt to have your body used as like a vehicle. Yes. Uh, for various other personalities. And usually the people that opt for this are, have shady backgrounds mm-hmm. um, and they need to take themselves off the grid or they need a lot of money. Um, so to do this, I think you sign up to a, a five-year contract and your body is used as a vessel for other forms of consciousness and it makes you into a perfect kind of companion or uh, escort or, you know, whatever. Dominatrix. Um, dominatrix. But that's the point. So what happens is you have the empty shell mm-hmm. and then a nerdy guy with a computer um, uploads a perfect personality for the client mm-hmm. um, into the shell and then the client gets to take that particular avatar home. Mm-hmm. Now... This is all done under the notion that your original personality is being stored on a computer. Yeah. And quite f- frequently, it's used as leverage against the main characters when they're kind of fighting back against this kind of twisted system. Yeah, we'll wipe um, you. We'll wipe you. Yeah, we'll wipe you. Exactly. And they'll remove that original person. But for me, it never sat right because the person was wiped the minute that they vacated their body. I don't think you can... It, for me, it never. It, I find it a very difficult thing. I don't believe in this upload to a computer and you're just the same person. Well, why not, Ben? Because kind all consci- yeah, see, what, what is consciousness? BC, it comes back to that Riker thing where it's like, which one is the original? And you can never go back to the original. But why does you know why is mean? the original so important? Because uh, you see, this is the thing. This is the the thing that bothers me. Is it? It's not ever really going to be you. You die one way or the other. Why? Because it doesn't carry on being... You're not but what aware. Is, but like, what is you? So so if we lived in a world of Star Trek and you were disassembled and reassembled to be transported, you wouldn't 
undergo it. We say, I suppose there's some kind of like vast psychological training to prepare you for the concept that you're a brand new you every time you touch down on a planet. I don't think there is, because I don't think, <laughs> I think in the series at least, they didn't realise that this could happen until it happened. There bloody should be. Yeah. It, <laughs> like, it, look, it, there should be intense. It's a, it's a, well, answer the question then. Would you go through a transporter that disassembled you, essentially I killing Ben so. Alpha and then reassembling Ben Beta? Beta Ben. Yeah. Um, or Beta, if no, you prefer. I don't think I would. But Ben, you could you could be in your bloody, living your life in Italy and then just teleport over here for some some nice bread and then teleport back. I, I think the bread is better in Italy. Yeah, it probably but is. I couldn't again, think the, of any the, examples. The point stands. The point stands. A pint of for Guinness. A, for, a de- for a decent pint. I'd <laughs> kill for a decent pint. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know, but it's not me. It is, like, but it, what is you, Ben? That's what I'm saying. See, that's the problem. That's, that's what Charlie problem. Brooker is saying. That's the problem. See, I read too much poetry for this to be an easy answer. Yeah, yeah. look, Ben, it, the, the, what, what Charlie Brooker really wants us to think, well, at least in the consciousness episodes, is mm. what is a person? Yeah, and what makes it? And if you have an exact copy of a person, is it a person? And the answer that he seems to use is, of course it is. Yeah, that seems to be what he goes with most of the time, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, man. what you're Tough assuming one. is that there's some sort of untan- intangible uniqueness to the original. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. What you would call a soul. I, it, yeah, I guess. It's, yeah, that's the issue I'm having. You're like, becoming, I don't, I, you've become very spiritual. I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not actually a spiritual person, but I do like the notion of a soul. But I, I realize that it's probably not there. So if you directly copy someone, then it's just a copy. Do you know what I mean? Unless but you copy them from their DNA, because like... you can't copy memories from DNA, Ben. <laughs> That's just stupid. <laughs> ben, we've forgotten something we were supposed to do this episode. We were going yeah. to uh, we were supposed to say in a what we usually do is talk about film and tv adaptations from comic books but we're going to do the opposite so yes we are we have let's we've got about three or four minutes left let's uh let's smack each other with some name bombs okay so um i i would go for more realistic people um who do kind of trippy stuff so so some of the guys i would pick so the three episodes that i picked that are my favorites um are uh nosedive be right back uh, and the entire history of you. So that's the entire history. Uh, that's Haley Atwell body swap episode, Bryce Dallas yes. Howard episode, and uh, rewatching your memories episode. Absolutely correct. Um, yeah. So the yeah, um, be right back is really cool. Um, really twisted kind of thing because again, there's no consent there. Mm. Um, and I, I don't think that falls under, I don't think that even falls under the consciousness episode or the consciousness issue because the, the AI is building him from his old social media profiles and his old interactions with a particular woman. Yeah, it's not necessarily a copy of his brain. It's not a copy of his brain. It's just a, an amalgamation or it's a, it's, a, it's a puppet with skin lashed onto it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the person that I would choose to uh, draw that one um, is Liebermeho. No, um, don't know who that is. Liebermeho uh, has kind of made a career out of 
doing very gritty, realistic depictions of superheroes. He frequently oh. does Batman. He did Batman Noel. I don't know if you read that one. He used to write Death Blow. Have you ever heard of Death Blow? Of course I've heard of Death Blow. Sorry. Yeah, he used to do a lot of work for uh, Death Blow. God, he's so sensitive. Um, he used to do a lot of work for Death Blow. Um, one of the other ones that I really love um, is the entire history of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for that, I would choose a... Um, he's a French artist called uh, Gerard Moreau. Um, which I definitely didn't get right. Jared Murrow, if you're going to use my actual accent, um, he does very nice uh, line work, and I think it would suit those kind of cold... He does a lot of blues mm. and greys, um, so it would suit that kind of cold memory. Um, and then the last one uh, for the Nosedive episode, where you can rate people yeah. and tell them what you want, because the world is very pastel. Uh, Oliver Copio. Oh, he did the Avengers for a long time. Yeah. He did the Avengers kind for a long time. Kind of pastel, but sterile and... Uh, yeah, white like a like a hospital. Did he? Do, yeah, did he do any of the John and Hickman? Um, he did indeed. He did. He did the Doctor Doom, Emperor Doom stuff. He did. Spot on, I Ben. Like him. A good choice. Um, I was thinking artist. for. I haven't necessarily picked my favorite episode so much as just episodes that stick out to me. Sure. Uh, episodes that when I was watching them, I could kind of see a comic book version in my in my brain. Sure. And uh, USS Callister, the Star Trek one, it was the the most obvious one. And for for that, Ben, I would enjoy the work of a Brian Hitch. Ooh, an, an L Hitch. Um, because as you know, we talked about before, Brian Hitch, he is kind of credited with this invention of widescreen action storytelling comic book yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. Also, I don't know if you've read Ultimates Volume One and Two. He I does have. a what what the USS Callister episode does is really nicely. Uh, differentiate between the the bold colorful excitement of the star trek type universe with the fun Mm. camera angles and the the energy and then the kind of dark sterile office environment and for for some reason the the office where they work obviously yeah and for some reason it always stands out in my mind uh from ultimates i think volume one where hawkeye attacks an office building that turns out to be entirely populated by Chitauri who were aliens scrubs. yeah and I just think he would do a really nice job on uh, combining those two those two looks yeah. another That's one which I'm surprised we didn't really talk about is San Junipero the happy one great great one of the few with a happy ending um more in the new series have a happy ending than what what yeah quite hmm. a few happy endings in the new series oh <laughs> um, no um, Anyway, Sanju Janapero, it's all a simulation, as you know, but it's a simulation of different periods. And the person I would like to see do that is a Mike Allred. Uh, You love an I like a Mike Allred. I do. I enjoy his work. Um, uh, I think he would do a great job of making the characters look like 80s versions, 90s versions, 2000s versions. He would. Uh, He'd nail that quite quite easily. I think it would be really nice to see. Um, for the national anthem, the one where the prime minister has the fuck a pig, um, classic. The the most real world episode, I'd say, borderline yes. not. It 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 almost now that so much of the series is out, it doesn't really feel like a Black Mirror episode anymore. No, because there's no tech. There's very little tech. It's just Twitter, basically. It's fear of Twitter. Yeah. Um, but when I was watching it, and I remember watching it at the time, I thought it would be a nice choice to have Derek Robertson. Oh yeah, of trans metropolitan fame. 
Yeah, Derek Robertson can do a, a dirty, a dirty London, a dirty grungy London, and yeah, the the episode doesn't actually have that much of a punky grungy feel. But no, but the, it has an underground element. Exactly. So they're my choices for White Christmas, our kind Ooh. of an anthology episode. Uh, yes, great episode. I couldn't get the image of the quaint but somehow sinister Scottish cottage in the snow yeah. out of my head. And I was thinking, who would be able to do a quaint but sinister cottage episode so self-contained and then a couple of other styles? And I thought, based on um, based on Camp Krampusnacht, Adam Hughes, he would smash it. Adam Hughes, yeah, Adam Hughes would smash that, no problem. Smash it out of the park. That was a, a sinister little Christmas house yeah. in, in that special. Exactly. Yeah. He'd, he'd nail that. You're absolutely right. Ben, we could probably talk about Black Mirror for a lot longer. I've just realised, but yeah, we I probably we shouldn't. No, we we do have a we do have a, a format to stick to. Yes, Ben, tell people what they should do if they have any opinions about who should draw Black Mirror episodes. Well, you know, we have we have this wonderful new technology out there now called YouTube. Oh. YouTube. Um, yeah, so you can get down below, uh, give us a comment, a like, share, and subscribe. Ding, ding, ding. Um, that will be the one and only time I do that all year. I may as well do it at the start of the year. I can't believe you said that. Way. I'm going to um, just yeah. copy that on the end of every episode now. Um, also, uh, you can listen <laughs> on SoundCloud if you're a commuting person. Yes. And um, you don't want if to you... have to stream a YouTube video. If you don't want to join the vitriol ranks of YouTube commenting, you can find us on Instagram. Yeah. Um, or or Facebook. Yes. Um, at Mick and Ben. You can find us on both of those. Um, using our, our wonderful names. Um, if you're friends of ours anyway, um, let us let us know. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think. What which one unsettled you the most? Which which Black Mirror episode made you feel most uncomfortable? Because that's generally what it does to me, and they tend to stick for me. Mm. So um, yeah. Aside from that, let us know. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.